following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. Happy New Year, y'all. Welcome to Talkin' Cowboys inside the SWBC Mortgage Studio. It is a Wednesday that's like a Thursday for your Dallas Cowboys. It's playoff week. Seahawks coming into town Saturday night, AT&T Stadium, wild card round. And we're going to break it all down. Big show today over the next hour. Rob Phillips hosting for Bill Jones. Brian Broaddus and Mickey Spagnola. Kent Garrison hosting. What's up, y'all? Nasty day out there. It is a nasty day. I'm sure they'll be inside today. Yeah. That's what you got this facility for, so you can go inside and practice. A bit of rough weather today. Yeah, if we were if you were playing in Seattle, you might go outside and practice. This is Seattle weather. Yeah, this is this is if the if you if they were uh, if they were going up there, you might want to give it a go. Five degrees uh, cooler, and we might not all be here right now. Nah, Mickey, you got to find a way to make it. Oh, we would have made it, but I don't know if anybody else would have. Hellman wouldn't have made it. We had this discussion. Calling out Dave from five years ago. Remember that time we got that email from Valley Ranch? I wasn't here. You weren't here for that one? Mm -hmm. They said, if you can't make it in, don't show up. Dave was the only one that didn't show up. The rest of us were sitting there. We took a picture around his desk. But he said, no, it's playoff games. I got to make it here, you know? So You got to find a way this week, right? You got to find a way to win. Well, we'll find out tomorrow. I'll be here. Is it going to be bad? It's supposed to snow overnight. Ooh. I'm kind of looking forward. We got a big concrete area out here between the practice field and the building. Everybody bring their hockey sticks tomorrow. Let's see if we get a little, little game going. Is this really supposed to go down? I didn't. I know don't. That. I. You know what? I I've been here all my life. No. You no. know, one year the Super Bowl was the only time it was Armageddon around here, <laughs> and every one of my friends from out of town would go like. Like this all the time here? And then Super Bowl Sunday rolled in. It was like 60. It was a gorgeous day. Yeah. You know, but big hunks of ice all over the place. My friends are all, is this what it's like in Dallas all the time? It was just like a once in a lifetime. I've never seen it like that in 30 years. Yeah. Again, I've lived there all my life. Never never have experienced. 1980 was pretty bad, but here I got drawn into weather talk. 10 10 or 15 years ago when it snowed and it iced the the street in front of our house, the whole neighborhood, as a matter of fact, uh, we got our hockey sticks out. Yeah, that's what you got to do. And got the puck out and kind of played going yeah. down the street and a couple of people had their garbage t- cans overturned yeah. and the, they were open. So we we're taking shots into the garbage can. Yeah. yeah that's what you do. You get, the, you get the hockey sticks out and you fall down a bunch, hurt yourself. Yes. You know, we used to do, there's a commercial on TV. Now we used to do that when we were kids in front of the house, when, yeah. when the, the ice, the street would kind of freeze mm-hmm. over and it'd be snow and packed. Yeah. We had nets and we would go oh, out sure. and put the nets underneath the, the yeah. lights and we'd go out and play and make the cars go around us. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. That yeah. sounds typical Mickey. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't, don't mind yeah. us. Don't get in my way. Don't get about my traffic. Way. We yeah. got, we, it's three to two right now. We can't stop. All right. Well, we a know, playoff game here? Yeah, we know the conditions inside Saturday will most likely be yeah. domed, comfortable. 72 and dry. Yeah, exactly. So let's spend let's spend the next hour just breaking this game down, okay? Mm-hmm. Start with let's start with the injury front, what the Cowboys look like this week, Mick. 
had their first practice of the week on Tuesday, which is a little odd. And they got two more to go. And here's the practice report. And looks like only two guys didn't practice. Shocking. David Irving still out. And Xavier Suofilo uh, missed with the ankle that he sprained. I think they were still somewhat hopeful that he'd be ready. But if not, Connor Williams uh, returns to his starting left guard spot that he once owned. And uh, they went about their business. And I think probably the best news was is Tyrone Crawford, uh, who suffered the neck uh, injury against Tampa Bay, right, uh, was back out there. And while the team was in shells when they kind of did their early part of practice, the offensive linemen and the tight ends were in pads. And he went over there, and he was with um, 78, backup offensive lineman. Practice squad guy. Practice squad guy. Anyway, they had the pads on, and they were going at it kind of like a pass rush drill and hitting uh, to let him see what it felt like with the pads on, and he also had one of those neck brace things on. Uh, and he seemed to do fine, and when he finished, he took the pads off and ran over uh, to where the defensive linemen were and worked out. So he seemed pretty optimistic that he'd be ready to go, uh, and that certainly would help out to have a veteran guy because they don't have a lot of veteran guys with much playoff experience on this team. And everybody else uh, – Tavon Austin, Sean Lee, Zach Martin, Tyron Smith, they're out there. And Zeke looks like he's ready to play a game, by the way. Yeah. That's what he said, right? They might. He might be one of those guys that they got to tie down, you know, and it's like, not yet, not yet, yeah. not yet. And he said, my body feels know. fresh enough to play a game right now if I had to. Usually yeah. it takes him till about the weekend. Yeah. To feel like he's recovered from the previous game. But yeah. obviously, no, you know, winning the rushing title without playing a snap, you can't get any better than that last week, right? 381 touches uh, for the season so far. Yeah, that worked out just fine, didn't it? They, they held Saquon Barkley to less than 236 yards. Yeah. Hell of a deal. That's what you got to do. And actually, if not for one run, they really forty-one him yards, down, 41 right? 41 yards or something like that. Yeah. The uh, different challenge, by the way, with uh, Chris Carson this week. That'll be he's. Remember Chris Carson from the from the week three matchup that they, he had a hundred yards rushing, but he had like thirty six mm-hmm. carries. Mm-hmm. It was one of those things where he was, you know. But they they were committed to trying to say, okay, dirty runs are good runs here. But you know, if you look at his last three games, though, he's averaged right around one hundred nineteen yards a carry. That'll be that'll be that'll be a tough matchup for the Cowboys to have to deal with. They Cowboys played really good run defense all year, you know. And this, but this this guy uh, is uh, this guy makes their play action game go. He really really does, and that's where I think that you know if the Cowboys can make that Russell Wilson make him a little bit of a one dimensional because they're going to try and play action you to death. They they will boot waggles anything to get him on the move to throw the football. But Chris Carson's a big, big part of that. So uh, you start talking about playing run defense, it's going to be – they use a lot of runners, but but Chris Carson is the main runner that they use. And just and since they leaked that run yeah. uh, in, in the game against the Giants, it gives uh, Rod Marinelli something to chew on this. Right. Yeah, no doubt. And, and continue to remind them that they've got to stop the run. Uh, and, and a lot of their running, obviously – Russell Wilson holding on to the ball and creates problems. Um, he had uh, 32 carries for 102 yards, I think I just saw, yeah. in that first Chris game. Chris Carson? Yeah, and they yeah. rushed for 118. Right. 
They were just consistent with it. They weren't oh, they, really productive with no, it. They, they, they were two carries. Yeah, no, they, it, was, it was the highest number of carries he's had all season. And so they, they, were, they, were, they were doing just enough to run the ball. You know, this, they were coming off a game. They were, I, I want to say this was a Monday night game. If you, correct me if I'm wrong. Did they play the Chicago Bears? Week two, they lost. To the Bears, right? And the Bears really just physically beat them up up front. Russell Wilson took a beating in that game. And so they were coming off a game where they were just trying to protect Russell Wilson. Brian Schottenheimer, the defensive coordinator, you know, has done a really nice job. Early in the season, they really weren't on the same page. You know, they, they just weren't. Uh, you know, uh, Bevel, Daryl uh, Bevel, the the former OC there, he 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 was had a really a good rapport with Russell Wilson, and then Brian Schottenheimer came in. They just really couldn't get things going early. You know, took a loss uh, um, you know, very early in the seat, a couple losses, and then the Bears loss. You know, that there was a lot of question marks about. Uh, about their team and could they protect could they run the ball they were dealing with some injuries there you know but they they really right righted the ship when it comes now to what they're doing that I mean running the football is next to the Cowboys that's probably the most important team you know as far as team in the league is a running game and how it makes a difference for how they play offense they had 38 rushing attempts in their first two games yeah lost both games right and then they decided well, our identity is going to be running the football. Right. And they've almost averaged that per game in over 35 carries in the last yeah. 14 games. And what's interesting about their offense is some people might say it's kind of archaic. You know, you run first yeah. in this league. But, you know, they're putting up almost 27 points a game with that. And right. they use it to build the big play off of it because Russell Wilson is always a threat to do that. And that's kind of what happened in the first game. No question. Run, run, run. And yeah. all of a sudden you take a deep shot to lock it down the field. And right. He's, he's had a great season for that. I mean, they ran it 39 times against the Cowboys for 118 yards. So they didn't even average four yards a carry, but they, but they were persistent, got it done and, and caused the Cowboys some problems. And I don't know if the running caused those two, uh, touchdown passes that were busted coverage. Busted coverage is bad. We're talking a young secondary, yeah. and, uh, and they and they blew a couple of coverages. You know, this team it kind of mirrors what the Cowboys did because they were after nine games sitting there at four and five. Right. right. Yeah. And, they've and had they the grind won. too. Oh no, they've won some. They've won yeah. some games. You probably think now the fact they got Kansas City at home that that helps. You know, I mean that, that play when they play at that place, it's it's a we all know that we all know what it's like to go up there. And have to deal with all that, and especially in the playoffs. My gosh, it's just not a, it's not a great environment to have to go up there and try and win a game at. So, yeah, the the the, the teams are very mirrored in the way that they they rely on the run. They try and play. I mean, you you could go player for player here. You know, they've got a pass rusher. You've got a pass rusher. You know, you you they've got a quarterback that's probably a little bit better than your quarterback. Your runner's better than their runner. You know. You start going offensive lineman that without you know without Travis Frederick being in there you know I mean you could probably go lineman for lineman and and it'd be pretty pretty even. I was going to ask you kind of where the matchups are weighed between yeah. these two teams. You yes, know? see that's where like I say I, I I think that there's the concern that we've always had about the ball going down the field with you know against this Cowboys secondary can the Cowboys secondary you know the one big play the bust that Mick was talking about you and I watched it Rob remember it was it was uh, Kayvon Frazier was in the game at the time and he got he got sucked up inside and then it allowed that hole 
for Wilson to throw the ball right in there. So yeah, I mean they 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 can't they they haven't given up big plays. That's the one thing. I mean even the day the, the game the other day we thought the ball was going to go down the field. The plays the guys made were incredible one-handed catches, but some of them that were too far. I mean they were in good coverage. I, I just think you have to worry about the the run, the run, the play action, the run, the run, and then the deep shot. Because mm-hmm. they'll lull you to sleep with that, and all of a sudden the ball will go flying down the field on you, and you got to be ready uh, to run with with Lockett and, and Doug Baldwin and, and Moore and those guys because they, those guys have the ability to get down the field and make plays. And that's what happened when they beat Kansas City. Yeah, It was a bunch of deep throws yeah. down the field that they made these uh, highlight catches yeah. against. Yeah. And you wouldn't say, okay, that, that, that ball's thrown away. And yeah. Uh, Baldwin goes up and grabs yeah, the ball absolutely. against the Chiefs, and they ended up scoring 38 points yeah. against the Chiefs. Yeah. So, yeah, they won six of their last seven. The Cowboys won seven of their last eight. So um, it's, it's, it's going to be a neat collision, by the way. Yeah. <clears throat> you mentioned the young secondary with this team. Where do you think they've grown maybe since that game? I think they've made fewer busted coverage mistakes, for one, uh, I think they've attacked the ball a lot better. Remember when they played that game, Xavier Woods was playing his starting his third game. Yeah, that's where safety. I was. I was going to go there. You know, and, and think well, about he, he missed the first two games of the season. So was that that was his debut? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was his first one. Yeah. So think about that. Um, think about Byron Jones. That was just his third at corner since his rookie year. Uh, remember Xavier Woods, I'm not uh, Woods, Chitabe Awuzier, you know, he only had started like four games last year. Sure. Now he's at corner. Uh, and what happened at Frazier? Had, did, did Heath get hurt for a while and yeah, Frazier had to go in it the was, game? I think there was like a, a collision that, if I remember correctly, there was a collision that Heath had to go out of the game for that. Yeah. Got nicked up there. For a play or two. Yeah. And that's why Frazier, Frazier went in the game, uh, right? was in there. So yeah, that was that was that was a a, a pretty young secondary uh, out there, and, and Antoine Woods playing in the middle, right? Yeah. He, he hadn't played that much in the NFL prior to those games. So yeah, this this team kind of grew. Randy oh, this, Gregory's playing well, football for the first time in two years. Remember Leighton Vanderesh as well. That you know, I mean, Sean Lee was in there for you know he was the starter along right. with Jalen, and Jalen Smith. You know, I don't think Jalen Smith was completely healthy. I think as the season's gone along that he's become more confident, become more healthy, and, and you know, that's so. Yeah, this is really a different deep. It's different from the Seattle's perspective of how they're playing. I mean, they're going to have no Earl Thomas in this game. You know, Brad, Bradley McDougal has done a pretty nice job. You know, Thompson has done a nice job for them as far as, uh, you know, they've, they've kind of had to they, – they're getting him back. He's been nicked up a little bit, but – Overall, I mean, the safety play has been good. The corner play has been good for them, too. And they've got two really good linebackers. You know, when you talk about Bobby Wagner and K.J. Wright, I mean, it's like the Cowboys. Again, you could go player for player and say, okay, wash, wash, wash. Okay, they got an advantage. Okay, you've got an advantage. It's a very – the team is very, very – both teams are very similar. I think if you looked overall, you would say, I'll take the Dallas's defensive line, the front four, over what Seattle has. But, you know, linebackers, you could say, wow, okay, like I said, is it, if you take Jalen Smith, would you take Van Der Esch over Wagner and Wright? You know, I mean, they, 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 it's, it's, a, it's, you know, maybe the Seattle secondary, when you think about uh, Griffin and Flowers playing corner, 
Okay, well, is that a good matchup? Would you take Awuzier and, and Jones? I mean, you obviously would take Jones, but there's a side of me that says that Griffin is just as good as Awuzier and Flowers, you know, and that might be a wash right there. So mm-hmm. it is. It, it's, it, it's as even as you're going to get in a matchup for two teams in the playoffs. And while they've got – it looks like uh, Thompson's coming back. Yeah, he is. They're putting Delano Hill, who had yeah. taken his spot on IR. Yeah. So – and by golly, they don't have the NFC Offensive Player of the Week on their team either. No, they don't, Mick. Who is that? Uh, some guy named Blake Jarwin. It's incredible. I think his number's 89. Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you when Seattle starts looking at film, yeah. they're going to know 89, but they're not going to know his name. Well, I looked up, I watched back the first game yesterday, and I looked up his snap count mm-hmm. at Seattle, 12 plays. One target, and it was at the end. It the was juggling. It was the juggle play where the tested play. We looked at it, and yeah. he really didn't have a chance at it. Yeah. And Earl Thomas got that pick and yeah. sealed the game and bowed to the crowd. And uh, yeah, all of a sudden, maybe it's a new dimension for the Cowboys. Maybe especially in the red zone. Maybe it's another yeah. guy that defenses have to think about down there. Well, if not, yeah, they're going to have to practice for it. They're going to have to spend some time worrying yeah. about the tight end this week, or not play cover two down there. Yeah. <laughs> That and too. get lost yeah. Yeah. in cover two. Yeah, uh, he's 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 done it, you know. But I was talking. But you know what? He, he was in cover two, and I can't remember which of the three. Tu- he had so many touchdowns, I can't. The, he had the one where he he veered away. Oh, veered away from, from yeah. where the coverage was, and yeah. he found the open spot. Right. And and it's like, huh? Look at that. Yeah. So we we found out that he had to go back to Billy Joe Dupree for the last tight end to catch three touchdown passes in a game. I wonder if they've ever had an undrafted rookie. Well, not a, he's a first-year player. But an undrafted guy catch three touchdowns like that as a tight, I guess probably not as a tight end, right? Not as a tight end. Because if you have to go back to Billy Joe Dupree, yeah. that's 73. Yeah. Michigan State, right? With the yeah. Michigan State. Yeah, I, I was thinking – to me, it's 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 a great it's a great story. You know, I was visiting somebody was on their way home, stopped by, was in our area, and the guy stopped by and was talking. We were talking about the tight end play, and he goes, you know, he goes, it's funny about Jarwin. He goes, there's a lot of times where Jarwin has been open, he has been open, and they just there's been no confidence in getting him the ball. Mm. There's that that no that you know none of that, but he but he's made some plays the last couple of weeks. And now it's kind of like, okay, throw him the ball, you know, throw him the ball, allow him to do some things that uh, he's capable of doing. And the guy was like, you know, it, it just, it, it, he was open. I've been watching him. He's been getting open, but it's just not, you know, we're just not seeing him, the results of him getting open. It's a little bit like Cole Beasley. You see Cole Beasley get open. They just don't throw him the ball, you know, and, and that happens to some guys. I mean, I, I got in a discussion with a guy yesterday about Amari Cooper, and I'm thinking, how different would Amari Cooper's game been if they'd have hit the two sluggos, right, and two touchdowns? He'd have had over he'd had over 100 yards in receptions. But the narrative is that his production has dropped. Yeah, he would have right? had, he would have had seven catches, two touchdowns, and 100 yards, and we would all said, "Ah, oh, Amari Cooper's back." But you know, sometimes you run really good routes and the quarterback doesn't find you, or he misses you, or you know, that these are these are things when you, you start to say, "Okay, what's wrong with this guy?" Maybe like I say with Blake Jarwin now, it's maybe it's. Maybe there is that confidence that 
okay, I could throw it to him down the middle of the field, and he's going to make a play. Yeah, because he's doing a better job of finishing plays himself. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's had like a drop. Holding on to the ball. Yeah, he's had yes. some drops. Yeah. You know, yeah. Or, or not getting hit and, yeah. and having the ball come out. Yeah. You know, and, and a little bit of that narrative on him not getting the ball thrown to him. I can't remember which. It was one of the last two games, three games, Kurt Warner did a, a diagram deal. Uh, and showed how he was open across the middle, and Dak chose to go underneath. Right, and it's like, okay, that's easy when you're watching the all twenty-two. Right, you don't know what the quarterback sees or yeah. what he was expecting. But I'll tell you what, on those deep balls to Cooper, yeah, it doesn't matter that they didn't hit because Seattle's got to look at that and go, yeah. okay, we can't take the chance that they're going to miss connections on that. No, there's always there's always going to be. The Amari Cooper, I, I never worry about Amari Cooper having a slump because Amari Cooper can run routes. No matter what you throw at him, he can run routes. He can separate. He knows how to do that. There's a lot of guys in this league that if they have two or three good games and teams figure out how to stop them, they don't have, a, they don't have an answer for how to run a route to get open. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I can see Amari getting a little frustrated. I mean, he runs two really good sluggos, the slant goes, and is open, but you, you got to think about what's happening in the pocket. The second throw at the end of the game I was talking about, it looked like, the, it looked like the Redmond stepped on or brushed Dak's front foot as he's throwing the ball. So, you know, there's a lot of things that go into the pocket being clean, what the quarterback sees. But as long as these guys are running routes to where they're getting open, Blake Jarwin, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, Cole Beasley, my confidence level is high that this, this team can move the football. It's when they get shut down, and I think Todd Archer asked the question yesterday that they've only had, they've had one touchdown drive in the last three times that they played. Yeah, I was going to go there after the okay, break. You want to hold it there? Absolutely. I just because want, yeah because there is not great history against this team in the regular season. Right. Last few years, is there any commonality there? Let's talk about that when we yeah. come back on talking Cowboys. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com terms and conditions apply you want the most interesting up to the minute dallas cowboys news straight from the star in frisco how about exclusive and on command that's right news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else with our exclusive cowboys content on alexa you can have all the answers secrets stories and more what's stephen jones thinking during a game what's joe looney's favorite pregame meal we take your questions to cowboys players and coaches and you can hear the answers directly back to you just say alexa Open Dallas Cowboys. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... ...thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVnow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, renews monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. 
Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine being shipwrecked on a desert island, alone. Glass-like curls of surf pound the shore with Dr. Pepper-colored waves. Surrounded by desire, but you can't drink it because it's the ocean, fish living there. The only thing you want is Dr. Pepper, and you can't have it. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Back to Talking Cowboys. Tommy John gives you the feeling of freedom where it counts with a contour pouch that nestles the boys. With over 3 million pairs sold, we've put the hustle to make sure you're nestled. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. All right, Mick. And the Cowboys will take on the Seattle Seahawks Saturday, January 5th at 7.15 p.m. Central in the wild card round of the playoffs. If you're coming to AT&T Stadium to cheer on the Cowboys Saturday night, be sure to wear white to white out at AT&T Stadium. A limited number of tickets are available now at DallasCowboys.com. All right. That, that, that comma still has to come out of there. Okay. Thank you for that inside joke that no one understands i would have never known that yeah what do you, you learn something new every day right i know um back inside the swbc mortgage studio by the way 888-855-2297 is the number if you would like to join us where's your aggie shirt um well got lsu on over there yeah i mean you know we didn't win the national championship brian wears his all the time he's got more uh, school pride than school I do. mickey wears mickey has stock and mine cap, all the time stacking cap got on today stocking cap on today yeah. just real quick i don't want to devolve into college football talk but you guys put to rest the cinderella talk i think that's over now so well they they i mean we, we got were, an we got an answer and i kind of i'm glad we have an answer gritting their teeth though to the very last second eh, you know what it, 40 points you know it's hard about that though they've about killed our quarterback we needed a spatula to get him off the field yeah that was kind of scary the uh that guy's so tough the the thing you know the thing about lsu had lost i mean it, it, so many defenders down, gone, whatever, however you want to say. But really, if you look at Central Florida, them losing that quarterback hurt them. It really did. That 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 you know that it's hard to play football when your quarterback is not capable of playing well, and their quarterback didn't play well. Yeah, you know, and I, again, hey, I, I'm I'm from the school of I don't care because if you're playing my team and you're losing guys, I don't care. I'm okay with that. You know, but. Yeah, how many guys did you but, all have ejected? Yeah, no, ejected, going to the pros, whatever, sitting right. out for targeting, whatever. But, yeah, that's I was proud of LSU for the way they played yesterday. All right, diving back into Cowboys and Hawks. You brought up a good point and a question I think Todd Archer brought up in the press yeah. conference yesterday. They haven't had a lot of success against Seattle the last few years and haven't had a lot of success offensively, specifically. Right. They played – Played each other last year on New Year's Eve, I believe. That was Zeke's first game back from suspension, and they only put up 12 points. I don't think they scored a touchdown in that game. What what was it? How, how many touchdowns is it in the last few meetings? It's one. 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 Yeah. So, but ag- the, again. The, the guys that played in those other two games aren't the ones playing. 2015, yeah. not only did Tony Romo not play, Dak Prescott didn't play, Zeke didn't play. Who was the quarterback? I throw that 
uh, I think it was Whedon, right? Right? Was it that early in the season? Was that, or was that Castle? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, I, I guess you could look at the last two games, the one earlier this season and the one last year, and try to figure out what Seattle is doing to limit them, especially because Zeke played in both those games. Yeah, yeah, but he hadn't played in six weeks. Well, I remember when he was coming back. It was well, he's fresh, and yeah. they're going to go. They're going to win this win yeah. this game and go to the playoffs. Yeah, it was, it that, that, that was the narrative. You know, I, I think that. We talk about this, though, when, when you look at these two teams, it's really about how even they are, how evenly matched they are. You know, they're, they're, Seattle, of course, is going to present some problems. I don't think Seattle is once the team that it once was. That sounds funny the way I said it. But, you know, with you look at the secondary with the Richard Shermans and the Cam Chancellors and the Earl Thomases and all those guys are all now gone. I mean, you still have the stalwarts of, of K.J. Wright and Wagner and those guys. I mean, this defensive line. I, I think playing. I think playing at that at that that stadium is an incredible advantage for them rushing the passer. I'll be real interested to see if they have the same success. If Frank Clark and and Dion Jordan and Jacob Martin and those guys have the same success rushing the passer, because it's clearly an advantage to them. You know, I think Mickey was going through the thing that they've struggled on the road a little this year, haven't they, Mickey? Yeah. And that where their their losses have come with the Rams, they lost at Denver. Where else did they they did they they beat Carolina? Was that game played at Carolina though? Uh, it was. Okay. They lost by three. three. Yeah. They lost won. at San Francisco. At San Francisco. A few weeks ago. Yeah. So they've they they've they've had their it's it's really two mirrored teams. I, I think Mickey's right on this one. I think that the players you have now are different. You know, I think I think Amari Cooper this time around makes a big difference for you. You know, Cole Beasley seems to be getting back into form. You know, early in the year he was, and then you got Amari, and things kind of went away. But you know, and hey, I, I personally, I think if Connor Williams has to play, that's not going to be a detriment. Where in week three, it was a detriment. You know, I think Connor Williams now better understands what he needs to do to play in these games and how to survive these games and how to, you know, it's it's not easy. You know, he 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 had some really some some games where he was struggling with his technique and his power and and now it's like okay, if I'm not strong enough, this is how I have to play. I was going to ask you that because Joe Looney at center. Think about all the things that they've kind of gone through now to. Yeah, to get to this point that they didn't have to do the first time they played. Because it's interesting, we got a mailbag question about Connor Williams today, and it's he's playing better since he's been back on the right side, which he has no experience playing. Yeah, at. and it's not like he came back off the knee scope and all of a sudden got a ton stronger. So right, it's technique in terms of I don't know. Leverage, yeah, no. All those things. Yeah, I mean, I still, I want to still play with Suafilo there at the at the left guard spot because when he's been healthy, he's been yes, he's been solid. Yes, yeah, he 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 didn't play great, Mick. One of those games, I think it might have been the Saints game, and he had the he had the ankle then. Yeah, yeah. but when he's been in healthy, he's been he's added some power and strength, I think, into that lineup. Yeah, and I think he 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 added a little bit of understanding of guys getting starting passed off and mm-hmm. just experience, right? I mean, this guy, was, he, he should have been playing last night in, in, in the Sugar Bowl. See, this is where – this is where – Think about that. This is going to sound funny to say, but I feel like, though, if you keep continuity at guard next to Tyron Smith, Tyron Smith's a better player. And, and, and I know, you know you're, you're talking about a guy that's an all-pro player, a pro-bowl player, but 
when you when you get in these type of games where you're having, like Mickey said, you're having to pass stunts, and this is a team that's going to twist your front. They're gonna they're gonna move. They're, they they're not strong enough to play toe to toe with you. They're gonna try and move. They're gonna try and get you off balance. They're gonna bring linebackers. They're gonna test you in every way they can with your scheme and your protection. And what I want to do is I'd like to see them keep things consistent for for Tyron Smith. I think Tyron Smith struggles more with a new guy next to him than anybody else in that offensive line. Why do you think that is? I I think he's he. The, the, I've got this vision of a couple plays, yeah, and he and he ends up being hesitant. Like, am I yeah, trusting him to exactly. do this? And then he doesn't take exactly. care of that. What he's yeah. supposed to take care of. Tyron Smith is a Tyron Smith is a natural football player. When things are like, okay, my guy, my guy, my guy. You know, he's one of those guys. You know, okay, I'm kicking Frank Clark. He's my guy. He's my guy. You know, and now all of a sudden they twist the front. And they're like, okay, I'm passing my guy. Are you going to be there? Are you ready for my guy? You know, well, I'm going to take your guy. Or, and you'll see them. They'll man a lot of stunts, too, just because that's technique-wise, that's what they'll do. But I, I think that he's the one guy that struggles the most. And I don't mean struggling like he's getting – like he's, like he's uh, Chaz Green struggling. I, I mean, he just struggles with that, that in, in, his, in his mind thinking, okay, I've got to – I've got to block this guy, or I've got to pass this guy, or that guy's not going to be on the okay on the backside cutoff. I've you know I've got to get that you know it, it just those are the things I I just think with Sue and you know they've had a great combination with him and Suofilo in there. You know Suofilo is not great, but you have to run over Suofilo to get to the ball. Mm-hmm. You know that's in a big body when you run over a you have to run over a big body. Sometimes you don't always get there. And I think that I think that Tyron Smith has really grown comfortable with Suofilo playing inside of him. It's kind of like it's kind of like what he did with him and Ron Leary were a great combination together because he trusted Ron Leary that Ron was not if something happened to him that Ron was going to be there to pick up the pieces. I didn't know if he really trusted Connor Williams to do that, you know, you know that that the, the rookie and all that. You know? you know, and that's what they had problems against the Colts. Yeah, because the Colts wanted to move. Every, yeah. You know, I was told before the game, this is what they're going to do. Oh, sure. Now, can, are, are are we good enough to pick up all the yeah. little stunts and yeah. they're going to move on us? And yeah. and they weren't. Yeah. yeah. So it could happen. It could happen against Seattle too. Yeah. That, that's the that's the 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 nightmare about playing these guys, especially if they get you in a in a, a situation where they're having to where they get get to rush the passer. You know, with that, where teams have, where they've where they've had some problems when you watch teams run the ball. We talk about get them moving one way and then go the ball back the other way. Teams have had success getting them to go one way and like the counters and things like that where they pull linemen. What if you watch the Kansas City game? Kansas City's are really good with their running attack the way it is, and it needs to be even better before that guy got suspended. But they Kansas City pulls the center, they pull the guards, they pull the tackle, they'll pull a tight end. You know they'll do a lot of things to kind of create angle blocks, down blocks, and then get guys on the edge. Uh, this is a game plan if you're the Cowboys and you're thinking about, you know, Joe Looney getting out front, Martin getting out front. Now maybe not Suofilo as much. Williams is a surely get out oh, yeah, front guy. Yep. But that's this is where I, I have a feeling what you're going to see the Cowboys try and do is get the ball on the edge. You know, get the ball with Ezekiel. It start it one way and then get the flow, and then trap everybody to the inside and then get guys on the edge and then make their linebackers have to run. Their linebackers are capable, but if you get them flowing one way and then now 
get up on top of them, second level, then you could get the ball out to the outside. By the way, I don't think Tyron Smith, he played one series last Christmas Eve in that game. He had the back thing and then he exited. Yeah. But, you know, you talked about he needs some consistency. He's had a lot of different left guards he's been playing with. That's a problem. Years. I mean, it's That's been Jonathan Cooper last yeah. year, Lyle Collins before he moved to tackle, uh, a couple different guys this year. It's yeah. been, yeah, it's been an adjustment for him. Byron Bell. Byron Bell. Yeah. I mean, you know, Redmond, I mean, he's had to deal with some guys. I mean, there's no question. This is, you know, this is one of those things where you don't, you, you know, the, the Cowboys have had some success over the years because it's been the same, generally the same five guys. When even when Doug Free was playing right tackle, it was kind of the same guys. Chaz Green played a little guard. Yeah, a couple, yeah, a couple, uh, couple times. That's right. Started the Started season. the season. Last year. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. Tyron Smith's a great player. The, the problem is, though, Tyron Smith, I don't know his confidence factor. With you know, He won't admit it. You know, he wouldn't, but deep down in his heart, he has to think, okay, I'm going to pass this guy to Connor Williams. I hope he's there. I hope he's ready. You know, Whereas before, you just pass guys. You don't even think. You just pass them. You know? And one other thing about difference with this Cowboys offense in the previous two games, Obviously, Amari Cooper brings a different dimension. Yeah. They were week three, they were trying to sort out just snaps, rotation with yeah. their wide receivers. It didn't work. The, the committee. Yeah, the committee. It didn't yeah. work. Yeah. And that's and that's why he's here. And so I, I think that's that's something you got to keep in mind. This is a guy that and he and what you're seeing is he's making things easier for other guys too. Michael Gallup, Colby's no all of a question. Sudden, they're showing up like Alan oh, Hearns. Yes. Yeah. Alan Hearns had a big catch in yeah. the game the other day. Alan Hearns. That's what I'm saying. You know, and th- to me, the quarterback's better. The quarterback has been better because of this. You know, the quarterback in week three, you know, I think the quarterback's playing really well right now. I mean, you look at the, you know, you look at the last what, seven the last eight they've won, right? Yep. I don't think you could sit there and say that. I mean, the quarterback has had issues at times, but, you know, not. I mean, early the season, the three and five, more issues then. Now he's playing a lot better. You look at his quarterback rating earlier, and it was in the low 80s. Yeah. He finished at 96 9, and he was less than one point away from being better than some guy named. Tom Brady and Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Yeah. They were less than one point better than him. Yeah. Now, check this out. Who do you think was the leading receiver against Seattle? Um, probably one of the backs. Probably Elliott. Jeff Swain. <laughs> Swain. Five wow. catches for 47 yards. Yeah. Beasley had three for 46. Elliott, three for 11. Yeah. Austin, three for two. Some guy named Thompson. Yeah. Two for three. Hearns, two for 22. Gallup, one for 17. Yeah. There was your committee. Yeah. Mm. The committee wasn't getting it done. No. That's where Mickey put made up the point about the committees the other day. Committees aren't good. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah no. no, but I'm just saying, you know, to me, there seems to be a better pattern for them, a better a better pattern of how they want to distribute the ball. You know, if it's Gallup on the double moves, if it's if it or excuse me, if it's um, Cooper on the double moves, if it's Gallup's on the digs, if it's Beasley underneath, if it's a check down to Elliott, you know, oh wait a minute, they've got they've got a oh Schultz is going to get a waggle for twenty. Oh wait a minute, we could throw a cover two 
a beater down the middle of the field against with now with Blake Jarwin. It, it, there's 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 more problems for teams to have to deal with more okay if you play this you're going to have to deal with this okay can you take this away you know if the cowboys line can hold up they can make plays we we've seen when when this guy gets protection they he can make plays yes he can make throws you know and sometimes even when he rolls out of the pocket he can make throws i mean that, that, you're not going to find a better throw than that touchdown pass he had to beasley I, I he will he might not ever have one in his career that's that good, especially on the run and going to his, to left. his left. Yeah, which he could do and have but, the throw against his body with pressure. Yeah, by the way, yeah. So it, it's it's a they're different and you're different. That's but but player for player, you're pretty even with them. And as many problems as you're going to present for them. They're going to present problems for you. Should be good on yeah. Saturday night. Let's take our final break and we come back. We got one caller holding. Keep holding, Lee. We'll get to you next on Talking Cowboys. If you're like me and you love, I mean, if you have a thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yup. And now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof. Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been Tailgating with the OtterBox Boys. Learn more about the Trooper soft coolers at OtterBox.com. While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Ultimate lens package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. Have you got your Jack Black? Because you're supposed to get Jack Black and you go to getjackblack.com and get their playmaker for faves that you just can't live without. And when you go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys, 
that fave will come up, and all you got to do is in the code spot, you put Cowboys, and you get that for $10 with free shipping. Go to getjackblack.com. Way to go, Mick. How about that? How about that? Take that. Whoa. Hey, I'd like to say hello to everybody out on Periscope, by the way. Yes. I mean, people reached out to me telling they're watching us on the Periscope. It's kind of, it's kind of a different. I don't know much about the Periscope look, thing. Does it look the same? Yeah, it looks the same. It's the same. It's like we got it on the dot, uh, the dot com stuff and all that, but it's kind of a different medium. And I, and I, I know we Amber and I do it for our thing that we're going to have today. But I know I got some friends that have been texting me saying they're watching the Periscope, enjoying the, the content. So Good. thank you guys for hanging out with us today. So are they in like a sub and they put the Periscope up? and Not that kind of Periscope. Nope. 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 Not Hunt for Red October. Good movie, though. It is. Look. Matter of fact, you know, can I tell a real quick story? Sure. Coming back, I was scouting a trip, doing a scouting trip. I was working with the Jaguars, scouting in Cincinnati, and driving, uh, flying back on a plane. And the guy sees my Super Bowl ring sitting next to me, and he goes, hey, what do you do? I'm like, oh, football scout, da-da-da-da, talking, talking. For like two hours, we talk about football. And so we're getting ready to land. I go, man, what do you do for a living? He goes, well, I drive a nuclear-powered tax sub. <laughs> I go, I go, What? He goes, I'm a submarine pilot. I drive a nuclear power attack sub, USS Nebraska. I'm a, pub, I'm a pilot. I said, the last two hours I've talked football, and you've <laughs> – and I haven't talked anything about – he goes, you know what's funny? He goes, I'm underwater for three months. He goes, I'm off three months. I'm underwater for three months. He goes, I never get to talk football. He goes, you don't know how much I appreciate – you let me talk football with you today. But it's kind of like, who's got the cooler job, man? He had the far cooler job than Think me. about being underwater for three months. Three months. He, you know, he says, well, it's funny, they play games. They play like they play hide-and-seek with submarines. So, like, they'll be, like, cruising around, and they'll hide behind an ice cap. You know, like, down in the, in the hide, they'll just got to wait. And they'll go by, and they'll go behind them. And, you know, but they play, they, that's what they do. He says, we, you know, we, we're always preparing for things that can happen. But yeah, he's a, he's a drives a, a Dallas class USS uh, USS Nebraska attack sub. I drive a nuclear power attack sub. Yeah, I'm thinking like, wait a minute, and then the plane is like coming down. I'm like, like wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm asking questions. Oh, we got any questions? 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 <laughs> Might as well have been next to a guy that flew to the moon. You know? Yeah, I'd recognize those guys. There you go. I recognize those astronauts. Good stuff. Yeah. All right, Lee in Atlanta. You still there? Oh, Lee, I'm sorry uh, about that. I didn't mean to jump on you there. <laughs> No problem, guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. What's Thank up? I will be quick. Um, just real quick, guys. A couple things about um, kind of in response to what Brian was just saying about the uh, tight ends being open. I think what I've seen this year, and Swain started to do it, is that our tight ends were running in and out of coverage. You know, a lot of Dax throws that looked like they were behind guys, even the ones that stole uh, this past Sunday, it's because the tight ends weren't sitting down in open areas, yeah. you know, like Witten did forever. Yeah. And so, although they may have seemed open, I don't think Dak was seeing them in the same way they were seeing Dak. And I think it's taken pretty much all season to kind of get there. The second thing I saw in this past game um, in the red zone, which was a great wrinkle, was putting Amari Cooper in the slot. With him in the slot with a two-way go on the inside, that's really going to open up the uh, the upper opposite side tight end because every time you know Cooper would run across that that safety would jump right on him and then I mean our tight ends no matter who it is is going to be wide open and then when you add Zeke out the backfield from that I think I think our red zone woes are, are covered and then just one more thing for you guys Dak is if you agree with me that Des Bryant wasn't a number one receiver 
uh, his last year in, in Dallas. Dak is 20 and six with a true number one wide receiver. 20 and six. And I'll leave you guys with that. Happy New Year. Go Cowboys. Thank you. Hmm. Thanks for the call. So he's, he's going back a couple years. 16. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting. It helps to have a guy that's always open. Well, right? it just helps to have great players. Yeah. You know, I mean, anything you can do, and no offense to the receivers by committee, but Cole Beasley was carrying your team as receivers by committee. And he was productive until Beasley. And he's still been productive at times, less targets. But yes. he, he was doing a nice job in his role yes. before Cooper yes. got here. I, I, I think that there's something to having a guy that, A, can run routes and, B, finish. You know, and they and they had too many guys by the committee that just they could run routes, but could they finish? Right. You know, you were you're putting a lot on Michael Gallup. You know, we're all we're all sitting there saying, play Michael Gallup, play Michael Gallup. You play Michael Gallup because now you got Michael Gallup that you're thinking, okay, now you got something here. Like, but in week three or week two, you're like thinking, oh, Michael Gallup, he can't get off the jam here, you know. And now you're asking a quarterback to have to throw the ball to a rookie who's not really comfortable with what he's doing. And so I, I like what the caller's saying there. I, I think any time that you can have, I, I think they learned their lesson. Obviously, they learned their lesson about the receiver by committee, and they said, hey, we've got to do something different here. We've got to go get a guy. They went and got a guy. They went and got a number one receiver, a difference maker. I mean, as many difference makers as you can get on that field is going to help your team win the football game. You know, the other thing they res- resurrected against the Giants is they started lining up Beasley wide. That there was a couple plays he yeah. was out wide, uh, and we hadn't seen that in a while because right. it's been Gallup and Cooper, right. Gallup and Cooper, and uh, you know he made a good point about moving Cooper into the slot and you put Beasley outside. Now what are you going to do? Well, they did. They another one they got into was what they call O one personnel, which is no backs and one tight end, and they put they put Austin in a slot and they put Beasley in the slot. And if you remember, like it was that. a third down play. What did they do? They, th- they both ran those pivot routes where they go inside and then break outside. Well, it just so happened that they stretched the Giants horizontally, which made a linebacker have to go get over the top of Austin. Well, okay, where's Prescott going to throw the ball? Well, those those the ball to, to Austin, you know, 10-yard gain, first down, move the sticks. Which we saw a lot of in training camp. Yeah. Tavon got hurt. Exactly. Like, oh, what happened to exactly. the two guys in the slot? Yeah, see, that's where I think that, again, give me as many playmakers as I can. Give me, put Beasley on the field. Put Austin on the field. Put Gallup on the field. You know, put Cooper on the field. Hell, put Jarwin on the field. You know, put as many guys. If protection can hold up, you will find somebody open out of four guys. I mean, they're not going to cover them all. Somebody no. will be open. As long as he's got time. And, as long as he's got time. And, and they had been blitzing and blitzing well, so yeah. they spread him out with yeah. five wide. Yeah. And, and, and at least you can see where the, the blitz was coming from. Absolutely. And, and, and then when they were still having trouble with it, it was like, okay, we don't need a running back out there. Yeah. Olawale, you, you, yeah. you just stand there and block, yeah. even if it's third down. It wasn't like they were somebody – brought up oh they were using the fullback more no they were using an extra blocker extra blocker to pick up the blitzes mm-hmm. somebody that they trusted yeah not Darius Jackson oh he got destroyed he got one of the one of the blocks and, and it affected the way they threw the ball because he got just destroyed on what he tried to slide over on a blitz pickup and got just rocked mm-hmm. and you're like going okay don't need that happen don't need a number 26 ending up in the the quarterback's lap you know trying to throw the ball that's not good 
You like what Lee was saying about the tight ends too? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, opening things up a little bit. Yeah. I, but that, but Garrett, Garrett, I should have been smart enough to listen, you know, nine weeks ago, 10 weeks ago, whenever, when he said, you know, well, whenever, how long is, how many, how many games has Swain missed? Is he missed what? Five, six, seven games. How many games he missed now? Then it's about seven, seven games. Seven games ago, Jason Garrett was telling us in a walk-off, he's like, goes, these guys just need experience. They just need experience. They need to play. They need to be out there playing. And, you know, and, and, and I think you're seeing the benefit of that now. Rico Gathers isn't a disaster like he was in training camp. You know, now you've got, guys got, you've got Blake Jarwin making plays, making big plays. You know, uh, Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz blocking like he did at Stanford. You know, I was waiting all year long. I was thinking, oh heck, well, just throw Dalton Schultz in there and let him let him block. It's it's taken some adjustment for him to have to block. Minus six. Okay, six games. He got hurt against Atlanta. Yeah, six. Oh, that's right. It was a sideline. They threw it to the end of the game. They're at the final two minute, the game winning drive. He got hurt. And that's a good point about Jar Schultz and yeah. blocking. Before Swam got hurt, he was your best receiving tight end. Yeah, he was your best blocking tight end. Right. And he, you know, then that's maybe that's not a surprise. He's by far your most experienced guy, too. Yeah. Um, but again, it's just I don't can, know. Can, can I ask you guys a question that that and it was asked to me on Twitter? If you had to draft a position right now for this football team, what would you draft? Because tight end was always one that I kind of had. But if you look at this team, and I know it's not a time to be reflected, but I was just curious because I was struggling. I was still thinking tight end. I was thinking, okay, what's going to happen with Lawrence? You know, in that are you can be able to sign Lawrence. Are you, you know, I think you're you're, you're, you're going to try. Yeah, obviously you're going to try. But if you, you could take one position, do you have? I mean, I'm Mickey earlier. We were talking about offensive line, but I don't. You know, I mean, that might be one. I mean, you're hoping. See, I was, I was Frederick six months from now is going to be exactly. Doing well. But I was also thinking, though, if he's not well, well then I'm I'm going to look at Connor Williams at center. Then yeah, is what I'm going to do. Yep. But I couldn't I couldn't in my mind just immediately. Usually you could just say. That position, that position. I couldn't really think, you know, other than if what happens at defensive end, you know, that's that's kind of where I was going. But I didn't know. Did you guys have a thought on that? It came I, I, up. Tight, tight end had been my first thought. Tight end was always uh, going to be my first thought. Yeah. It still, I still would. I still would. You got one? I want to say I answered this question recently. And I said the toy running back. The toy running back, yeah. Because is, is there Florida Atlantic? Is, is there just a absolute need out there that you're desperate for? You're not hurting at corner. That's what I'm saying. And you got a second round pick. Are we okay? We are we are we misevaluating this team? Let's be careful now. Are we? Because everything's are, going well. Yeah. Are we, are, are we, the because it was seven to last eight. Yep. Seven to last eight. Right. But you know your your free safety has really come on. No, that's what I'm you know, saying. I mean, it's it, there's to the point where I mean, I was I was sitting there, I was beating Mickey up about Earl Thomas. You know, you know, it, it's it's a young team with a lot of young players that have have potential and have shown that they can play. It's a pretty nice problem to have. Doesn't mean you you can't improve. Yeah. Um. Boy, I'm I'm always looking to find more defensive linemen that can rush the passer. Yeah. And, and I'm and I want Demarcus Lawrence back. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but um, another pass rusher, maybe some beef inside, another another tackle. You know, you can never have enough of those guys. But by next year, will Randy Gregory be in a starting right defensive end? 
Yeah, okay, what's the contract situation with Yeah, what's the situation with Crawford? He's still got years left. Okay, so Crawford, I mean, I'm still What about, what about Gregory? That's what he was just saying. Yeah. Only, they only listed him as a two this year. Yeah, so I think he's got I think his contract got told. It rolls over. Yeah, yeah, yeah so he's exactly. Got yeah. Okay. But see, that's what I'm saying though. I I couldn't and I didn't want to I'm, I'm I'm always one of these guys that says don't misevaluate your team. You know, and then, you know, don't fall in love with your players. Don't, you know, don't think about your team. Think about what you need to do. But I, I, it really, it struck me because I couldn't just immediately say tight end, safety. You know, I was thinking, well, okay, what are we doing at defensive end? And that was, those were the questions I was kind of in my mind I was trying to, to answer. Okay, Gregory is a restricted free agent in 2020. Okay, two more years. And then Crawford... Unrestricted in 2021. Okay. He's got years left, too. So, you know, and there's no reason to cut him. There's no reason to say salary cap, cut. He, he No, he still plays. He still plays well. He still, I mean, I think we're all, I, I don't want to speak for Cowboy Nation out there, but I'm comfortable paying him and playing him. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not letting people tell me, oh, he didn't have enough sacks. And, okay, I, I don't care. Yeah, but, you know, Sean Lee might be another question. You're going to need. But you've helped yourself there this year. Yes. So, you know, we'll see. And Damian Wilson's unrestricted this coming season. Well, I I will find me. But you can find that. I will find me a Damian Wilson. Right. It's called Chris Covington. You know, somebody like that. That's what it's called. Yeah. That's a good question. It is a great question. And, 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 I, we're, and talking, I, we're setting up for the offseason. Oh, no, and, and, I know, and I know go, it's offseason talk, but yeah. I don't want to – I just – it was a question that was asked. That usually I can answer questions just bam, bam, bam. And Jeff, That one I couldn't. Jeff Swain's unrestricted. Yeah, too. yeah. maybe draft a tight end there too. So maybe at some point, but if you like Schultz and what he's doing and coming along. Jarwin too. And Jarwin, you got a – And Rico, who knows? Bunch. Who knows? Beasley's up, right? Beasley's up. Tavon's up too. Yep. Right? Yep. So yep. you know you got to see what you what happens there with those guys. Um, I think it does speak to the fact that it's a young football team. Yeah. That's got a lot of potential past this year. Right. That you feel good about a lot of positions because you got a lot of youth guys that are showing growth. And speaking to my point, uh, Rod Smith's also up this year. See, this is where too you think about you, you, if you can win a couple of games in the playoffs and you get these guys, the young guys, some experience. Yep. Not just go to Seattle, not just lose to Seattle and like, oh, we've been there a year. You know, now get them, get them some couple of games where they kind of get a little battle tested. Having to go to New Orleans or go to the Rams, you know, and try and win a game. That, that's the kind of stuff you need. I'll continue going back to 91. Yep. yep. That team was inexperienced, yeah. wasn't supposed to do anything. They won five straight, yeah. and they beat Chicago in a playoff game, and I think it did wonders. Now, yeah. it got wiped out by Detroit, Yeah. but if you talk to Nate Newton, he'll say when they were on the way back after Detroit, yep. they sat there and said, that will not happen again. There you go. That was almost their rallying cry. Yep. What happened Saturday night? We'll find out. We'll be back tomorrow to keep breaking it down. Thank you guys for joining us. Thanks to Kent for producing. We'll talk to you Thursday. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?